Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod and on Twitter at tck underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at tckpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Good afternoon, good morning, depending on where you're at in the country. It is Saturday. We're doing a later episode here with Chris Benavides of the Commish FFP, breaking down the TCK pod listener league recap of week 13 preview of week 14, discussing who made the TCK playoffs, who got those bye weeks, who did not make the playoffs. And of course, because of our interesting league settings this year, we do have the top four teams from the veteran league falling down to the rookie league and the top four teams from the rookie league moving up to the veteran league for next year. We will go over Chris and uh, my situation at the end of the episode, but first let's introduce Chris Benavides once again, back to the TCK pod. Chris, what's up, buddy? How are you? What's up, brother, man? Always a pleasure to be on as usual. Uh, you know, I am dodging, dodging COVID over here in Southern mass and also apparently dodging the playoffs. So we'll talk about that in just a bit. <laughs> Yikes. That's a, that's a rough, uh, rough double dip, unfortunately, at this point of the season. So uh, wish you safety, of course, and uh, hope that you guys can uh, get, get in the playoffs. I do know not to digress too much, uh, but the TCK uh, Lucas and I are also participating in your listener league on your side for the commish. And uh, we backed into the playoffs on your side as well, but it uh, looks like the commish crew team is looking pretty solid in your league as well. So We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But all right, man. Well, we're going to we got a lot to break down here. Um, it'll be a little bit of a shorter episode because we do have four teams on by uh, two in each league, of course. So we're not going to go over their teams because we don't have to. Um, and we do only have four matches going on in the playoffs. Um, we do have a kind of a consolation bracket and we'll go through those rosters um, because I know that people still want to compete and be a part of the league. So we'll certainly blaze through those quickly, but we only have four matches. And then of course those four teams on by, and then again, at the end of the episode, Chris, we'll talk about um, our situation. You and I were both on the bubble last week. See if we got those wins, see if we weren't able to get those wins where we ended up in the standings. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's dive in though, and uh, double back a little bit to, last week and just recap as we always do we had a huge matchup in the rookie league between dweez the tck representative for the rookie league and josh the commish representative of the rookie league and dweez uh had a, a big shellac in here 171 to 123 over josh dweez locks in the number one seed josh in second place there we moved down to wagon and mamba wagon had a big win there 122 to 76 wagon ends up at six and seven mamba at five and eight Ulysses and Jay Care had a big matchup as well, both at eight and five. So 176 for Ulysses to 130 for Jay Care, tied with Josh up at the top there behind Dweez. Megatron and Wolfpack had a big matchup as well. Megatron slides into the playoffs 134 to 86 past Wolfpack. Weston and 
Shep had a big matchup. Shep gets uh, ends the season on a W, which we love to see. Unfortunately, he was like 0 and 9 on the year, got a win, got another loss, and finally gets another win 153 to 94 over Weston. And Team Funk and Sack Attack 137 to 99. Team Funk gets a, a uh, 8 and 5 rest as well. So the playoff standings for the rookie league are as such. Dweez has that number one seed. He is off this week. Josh got the number two seed with all those teams on at eight and five. Josh had the most points among them. He also gets the bye week. So both of our representatives are off this week, resting their players in the bye week. The two big matchups, we have Jake Hare and B Funk going at it, both eight and five. And then we have Ulysses and Megatron going at it as well. Megatron seven and six and Ulysses at eight and five as well. Of course, the winners will go play Dweez and Josh next week. Let's get into week 14 and preview these games here. We'll start with J-Care and B-Funk. J-Care is eight and five. B-Funk is eight and five. And J-Care rolling out your boy, Tom Brady, Aaron Jones, Ronald Jones, Stefan Diggs, Tyler Boyd, Mark Andrews, Zeke Elliott, and Tua Tungavaloa. Yeah, so interesting matchups. A lot of Joneses there, keeping up with the Joneses on his team. I like that. Um, I don't mind it all at all, actually. The only guy that I'm nervous about, and we just talked about this on the podcast for the commission team, is Ezekiel Elliott, not just for week 14, but the rest of the matchups. I think he's Yikes. got Cincinnati. He's got Cincinnati, I think, this week, which is, which is, is should be his best matchup going forward but uh but he's got some stiff competition coming up week 15 and 16 so seems like the type of play that you should be okay with for this week but definitely i'm worried about him long term uh moving forward one thing i didn't i did say about zekiel elliott is that uh he should he should get enough volume to be in your flex spot like i just don't see how anybody on someone's bench would have enough volume work to replace him but then again, you know, we've seen his floor and it's not very good. So um, that's the only concern I think moving forward. We could take a quick browse at the, uh, at the bench, Tony Pollard, the backup. I don't know that anybody would start Tony Pollard over Zeke, but this is definitely the time of year that you would actually want Tony Pollard on your roster. Just in case also has T Y Hilton, who has, you know, somewhat come back to life the last couple of weeks. James Washington caught a touchdown last week and seems to be ahead of clay. Um, uh, well, Chase Claypool, um, but Big Ben came out and basically said that he wanted to get James Washington more work. So that's always interesting when your quarterback says that. Emmanuel Sanders and Henry Ruggs, I'm not sure there's anybody on that bench yeah. that I would play over Zeke, correct? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think you're solid with Zeke at least for this week and then just, you know, redetermine matchups in week 15. Got it. All right. On the other side, B Funk, of course, as he's been doing most of the season here, rolling out all sorts of Cowboys, which was great in the beginning of the season, had a bit of a lull, but he does have Andy Dalton, Naheem Hines, Kenyon Drake, Adam Thielen, AJ Brown, Rob Gronkowski, uh, Mari Cooper, and Nick Mullins. Now on the bench, he does have CeeDee Lamb and Curtis Samuel, Debo Samuel, um, Duke Johnson, uh, he has quite a few options there on the bench as well. So, mm -hmm. again, the starting roster so far, Dalton, Hines, Drake, Thielen, A.J. Brown, Gronk, Amari Cooper, and Nick Mullins. Yeah, good squad. Um, it, it definitely seems like a couple of game script dependent plays here, like Naheem Hines. I don't, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, uh, you know, with his, with his volume. I know that JT has basically been kind of taking over there. Um, I think you said Kenyon Drake as well, uh, who should who should be okay and or good enough, I should say. But yeah, it's a tough tough couple of matchups. It feels like 
but it sounds like he's rolling out his best squad. I don't love, like, I know that Duke Johnson, you know, David Johnson isn't playing and everyone's like, you know, do we start Duke Johnson? I just don't like that matchup. Um, and I just don't like the way that they're using uh, Duke in general. He's just not running well. Um, and even in his best game, I think his, most of his points came off of one play from a passing touchdown in the end zone. I just don't see that happening very often for Duke Johnson. So that seems like a sit to me. What are your thoughts? I agree. Um, in week nine, David Johnson, uh, well, I guess after the bye, I should say, week nine, 10, 11, and 12. Last week, David Johnson did come back. But in weeks nine, 10, 11, and 12, after the bye, Duke Johnson saw 20 touches, 15 touches, 15 touches, and 13 touches before eight last week. So even as the quote-unquote bell cow number one back for Houston, we know that their defense is horrendous, and ultimately Deshaun Watson ends up either running it himself or um, you know, throwing, uh, throwing the ball as much as possible to, to keep up. And one thing that we love about Duke Johnson historically is his work out of the passing game. Uh, but the reality is he's had under five targets uh, in every game last week, actually coincidentally with David Johnson back, he had six. Um, but when he's that lead dog, they don't use him as out of the passing game as much because he's running so much and using for pass blocking as well. So I agree with you. I would fade Duke Johnson if I can. His bench is pretty impressive though. Um, Curtis Samuel against the Broncos with DJ Moore out Debo Samuel, who's looked very good in his couple of games back versus Washington and C.D. Lamb and Mike Kosicki as well. Any of those guys uh, you would be interested in? I think the only one I would consider is maybe Mike Kosicki over Rob Gronkowski. How do you feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> Can you – so while well, I'm going to go on a small rant with on Mike Kosicki, can you confirm that Curtis Samuel is playing? Because I know that he was uh, on the COVID list. I can, uh, I can confirm as of yesterday that um, – so as of Friday, uh, he was cleared to play, um, okay. assuming assuming he does not have a positive test for COVID today, which is Saturday or tomorrow morning, of course, pregame yep. Sunday. So as of right now, yes, he's playing. DJ Moore is out. Robbie Anderson is in as well. CMC is also out um, as well in Carolina. Yeah, Sam. Uh, then in that case, yeah, I was fading Samuel, obviously, because I thought he might have been out just given the news from the beginning of the week. But if he's in, actually, I kind of like him as a start. Uh, I was going to go on a Gasicki. I was going to go on a Gasicki rant, but my rant for Gasicki is just like, I don't think that he's going to put up those numbers every single week and with Tua, especially. I just, I just don't mm -hmm. see it happening. Um, we, uh, yeah, and with KC, it just doesn't feel like a matchup or a trustworthy spot. I'd start Gronk. I'm pretty sure Evans is out for Tampa Bay. So I think Gronk gets a bit more uh, or a few more looks than normal. So, yeah, I would start. I keep Gronk. Uh, I believe that's his start of the week right now. So st start Gronk. But Samuel Great. seems like a viable option. Yeah, I, I agree. And actually, I'm going to I so I'm in a standard league. I, I run a standard league for my brother um, who just he's been in it with his buddies for years and he just can't keep up with work anymore. So I've taken it over. And it's a non-PPR league. I drafted Robert Woods because I drafted Robert Woods in every league. And I just thought in the standard league, maybe you get some rushes, which he has. Anyway, this week, I actually benched Robert Woods uh, on Thursday night, which obviously worked out. He put up 3.1 points in that league against your boy Gilmore. But I am looking to probably play Curtis Samuel in his place, um, which – you know, makes me feel better because he gets rushing attempts as well in a, in a non PPR league. So I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel as well. I feel good about him. I also feel good about Debo. I think what it comes down to is like Adam Thielen and AJ Brown are automatics. 
Amari Cooper versus the Bengals, I think, is automatic as well. And then it comes down to do you put one of those guys into your super flex position or do you just roll out a basic quarterback like Nick Mullins because he's a quarterback? Chris, generally, you lean the side of the quarterback. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I mean, you, you got to, again, if, if volume is the principle, the dude with the ball in his hands is the guy. So that's, you know, you got to play that. You got to play that spot. I totally agree. All right, man, let's move on to Ulysses and Megatron. Ulysses is eight and five. Megatron seven and six, leaping over a bunch of those six and six teams last week. She makes the playoffs. So congratulations to Megan out in the UK. Uh, Ulysses is rolling out Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, Devontae Adams, Robbie Anderson, Evan Ingram, Miles Gaskin, and Kirk Cousins. Love, love, love this team right now. Tons yeah. of plus matchups. Gaskin, uh, I love the David Montgomery play. He's in a, he's gonna have a nice sort of end of the season, I think, for fantasy. Yeah, great squad. Um, love it. I agree. Are you trusting David Montgomery over some of these other streamers? Like, would you have played David Montgomery over maybe Cam Akers before that big breakup? Uh, well, so this is the thing, the camp, uh, it's, if you have Cam Akers and David Montgomery, I mean, you know, your, your, your pick is the litter moving forward. As far as I'm concerned, I think the, the, the Cam Akers, you know, coming out party was this week. Um, I will say, look for what it's worth. The new England defense is really not good against the run. So just for what that's worth, you know, keep that in your back pocket. But the fact that he got as much work as he did is starting to show that, moving into the playoffs, like the literal NFL playoffs, it seems like the Rams want to make him one of the focal running backs because it's pretty much been a conversation running back by committee for that offense. And it seems as though Cam Akers is going to ultimately take control of that backfield, which is great. Uh, But David Montgomery, dude, he's leaped into the RB1 conversation. He's the running back 11 on the season. So, uh, and he's got plus matchups moving forward. So I don't, I don't see how you can sit him considering the way that offense plays. Like he, he gets a lot of the work and he's got great plus plus matchups and he's an RB, you know, he's the RB 11. So everything is working in David Montgomery's favor. If there's a way you can play both of them moving forward, I would. Absolutely. I totally agree. Over hundred total yards since the bye week week 11, week 12, um, and then week 13. And then if you look on sleepers since week nine, he has all greens in his matchup, which means that they're plus matchups um, for him and the bears. So, Certainly, uh, certainly a nice scoop. It's been frustrating and it's been a long wait for David Montgomery, but thankfully he has come to fruition here late. Of course, Devontae Adams is automatic. Robbie Anderson should get extra as well with uh, DJ Moore out. Evan Ingram is a question mark for me, but in PPR, I think you you got to throw him out there in, in a tight end. And the bench is solid, but there's nobody on the bench that I would play over anybody else, so we can skip over to that. Megatron is rolling out Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Barber, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, uh, Corey Davis, Noah Fant, DJ Chark, and Big Ben Roethlisberger. Chris, I know that you were kind of the lone ranger maybe on the super hype train for DJ Chark, and I don't necessarily disagree with where you were at preseason, but can we trust DJ Chark at this point? Probably not. Uh, yeah, so the hype train, obviously, he was a dark horse um, top he was a wide receiver, he was a dark horse wide receiver one for me moving into the season, pending, you know, no injuries, pending, you know, a Gardner Minshew, pending that, you know, the emergence of James Robinson just, you know, didn't come out of nowhere and, and that they'd probably, probably would have been using, utilizing their wide receivers much more, but I don't necessarily think you can trust him. Um, so at this point in the season, I'm not going to obviously hang on to that thought process, but overall the team, the team is pretty good. I like, I like what he has here. I like the Peyton Barber play. 
Um, if it obviously we're talking about a PPR uh, uh, league here, JD McKissick, I think is going to have a great game. Uh, and this is obviously under the assumption that Gibson is not playing with turf. So I believe he might be out for the rest of the, yeah, he, he not, and I think he's going to be out for the rest of the fantasy playoffs, which is a huge hit for people that were, you know, uh, leaning on Antonio Gibson to, to, you know, anchor down potentially their RB one or RB two spots. So, but if you had a Peyton Barber, he will likely get the goal line work. So assuming that that's the case, um, he could be a good flex spot moving forward with that touchdown upside when they get into the red zone. Right. Uh, she does have a couple of flex options. I'm just going to throw them at you quickly. Uh, any, you know, realistic swap ends, I guess. Um, Ty Johnson running back for the jets against Seattle, Tim Patrick, uh, against Carolina, Christian Kirk versus the Giants or Alan Lazard versus the Lions over DJ Chark, or do you just roll with DJ Chark versus the Titans? Um, yeah, let's, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say stick with Chark. Look, the Titans aren't very good on defense uh, and they're not necessarily that good against wide receivers in particular. So um, let's, yeah, stick with, Stick with DJ Chark and, and just kind of hope for the best. Look, look, he, you know, if he gets a Malcolm Butler, like he's not going to get Desmond King. He'll he'll likely get one of the outside guys. And if that's the case, um, he's just bigger and better. So hopefully they they throw the ball. It's really it's all, you just have to hope that the game script plays in his favor from right. 14. I, I agree. And honestly, the way that the Titans are playing and what they should do this week with Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Corey. Corey Davis and AJ Brown basically being the same receiver since week seven. They've each had 115 fantasy points for wide receiver seven um, since week seven. So their their offense in run and pass is absolutely on fire right now, as we saw late last season as well. If they run the Jags like we all think they're going to, that will probably fade out more of James Robinson, at least in the second half in the fourth quarter, which should hopefully lean to DJ Chark. But I mean, it's the Jags and you just unfortunately can't, uh, can't trust them. But I agree. I think uh, that she needs to go with, um, with DJ Chark. And the reason we're talking about this is she has both John Brown and Julio Jones out, unfortunately this week. All right. Those are the two top playoff uh, positions looking to play uh, Dweez and, uh, Josh next week on their bye week. Let's quickly uh, go through the uh, consolation bracket, though, Chris. As well, I know that these guys are still competing, wanting to uh, hear the uh, hear the breakdowns as well. So let's get through these a little bit quicker, but we can cover them as well. Wolfpack going up against Wagon. Both teams at six and seven. Wolfpack already had fifteen and a half points from Jared Goff. Also rolling out Austin Eckler, Raheem Mostert, Sterling Shepard, Jerry Judy, Hunter Henry, Kareem Hunt, and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, again, good squad. Um, I don't, I, again, I don't know what the bench looks like, but it seems like he's got, it seems like he's playing the best squad he can assume, you know, and I'm going, I'm going off of like, for example, cream hunt in the flex spot. Like, you know, if you're playing cream hunt in your flex spot, there's a good shot that that's the best player you have. His bench is pretty stacked as well. He's got a lot of running okay. backs here. Gio Bernard, Mike Davis, Devonte Booker, Wayne Gallman, Robert Tunyon and Mike Evans. Yeah, I'd probably start Gallman, I think. Either Gallman or um, Mike Davis uh, as well. Yeah, I was exactly I was gonna say Mike Davis. Um, the name was escaping me. Yeah. Game is, uh, um, excuse me, Davis or Gallman, I probably would start over Hunt. What are your what are your thoughts there? I agree. Uh, first of all, Hunt is the number two behind Nick Chubb. Secondly, Baltimore is getting healthy at the right time and they are 
they are playing angry uh, <laughs> right now. So I agree. I would go with um, out of all these, I would probably go with Wayne Gallman just because we know that he's getting the most work. Uh, they've had multiple running backs kind of coming in for Carolina recently. Uh, but I think Wayne Gall or uh, Mike Davis would also be a good option there. Uh, potentially as a flex. Um, so a lot of options there for Wolfpack though. Plenty of, plenty of star power at running back. Finally got uh, Raheem Mostert and Austin Eckler back though. Jeez. All right, Team Wagon going with Mitch Trubisky, Adrian Peterson, Josh Jacobs, assuming he plays, Michael Williams, um, Devontae Parker, Logan Thomas, T. Higgins, and Josh Allen. Yeah, uh, a lot of tough matchups. So, jo so Josh Allen's playing Pittsburgh, obviously. I, I ran a little stat, uh, kind of a fun fact for everyone. Pittsburgh has not allowed a single quarterback to have more than 19 points this season. So, uh, and, the, you know, they played Lamar twice. They've played Ryan Tannehill. They played Daniel Jones. They played Joe Burrow. Like they've played some pretty good quarterbacks and not a single one of those guys has put up over 19 points. So um, I was saying earlier with the guys over at the commission team that this is going to be to me, the make or break MVP uh, statement game for Josh Allen. Either, either he's legitimately in contention with Patrick Mahomes with a, with a good win and he plays well against Pittsburgh or, you know, they just shut him down and, you know, they, they contain him. So that's my thoughts there. Um, he's, I, or can, can you rattle off the names again? It sounds like a, like T Higgins, was that one of them? Or yep. Tr Trubisky, Adrian Peterson, Jacobs, Mike Williams, Devontae Parker, Logan Thomas, T Higgins. Yeah. Logan Thomas, I think it has a tough matchup. I'm pretty sure Higgins has 49ers. a tough matchup. Yep, exactly. Uh, and then. Um, Devontae uh, Parker versus the Chiefs. I'm not crazy about Josh Jacobs. Exactly. I don't even think it's healthy. Yeah, I, I mean, at yeah. this time, at, at this point in the season, he's just pretty beat up. He does have Matt Ryan on the bench, um, which, and he also has Marquise Brown, who I don't know that I can trust, uh, mm -hmm. but he does have Matt Ryan on the bench. Would you play Matt Ryan this week against the Chargers, but on the road and without Julio Jones over either Josh Allen against the Pittsburgh Steelers or Mitch Trubisky against the Houston Texans? <laughs> it's such a, it's such a hard, it's such a hard uh, toss up. I, Probably not. I mean, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Mitch Trubisky, um, Houston's been pretty miserable. So, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to, you're going to, you're going to start him over, uh, over Trubisky. If you're going to start, um, Matt Ryan. I agree. I'm going to fade Matt Ryan. First of all, he's been struggling regardless. Julio Jones is out. We know that Matt Ryan, frankly, loses about five fantasy points per week, uh, without Julio Jones. So I think I'm just not going to deal with that headache. And I, I think that these guys have, both of their best rosters out or out, out there uh, available playing. Yeah, I right, agree. Into, I agree. Let's get into the last matchup here, the rookie division, and then we'll get into the veteran division Mamba versus Weston Mamba at five and eight Weston at six and seven Weston did have just a half point from Darrell Henderson uh, on um, Thursday night. And then T uh, T Higgins, sorry, Tyler Higby um, with five and a half points Mamba rolling out Deshaun Watson, Derek Henry, Miles Sanders, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, Anthony Ferkser, and Allen Robinson. And then we'll need to figure out uh, who he wants to put in the super flex. It's probably going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, good squad. I mean, I, you know, obviously we, we've talked about Derrick Henry plenty of times, but he's got the best matchup in playoffs moving forward. And um, unfortunately, you know, the gentleman's in the consol uh, consolation bracket with, you know, with Derrick Henry moving forward. Um, but yeah, I get, you know, good, good squad all the way around. It just, you know, hurts that you played Darrell uh, Henderson. Yep. Darrell Henderson's on the other side, actually, though. So that's a, that's oh, a sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
No, that's a plus for plus for Mamba. Uh, on the other side, uh, Weston is rolling out Darrell Henderson, who had half a point. Also has Russell Wilson, who is most people's top quarterback on the week going up against the Jets. Um, Clyde edwards Hilaire, Chase Claypool, DeAndre Hopkins had Tyler Higby go for five and a half, Calvin Ridley, and um, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, so yeah, definitely a lot of upside there. My only concern is crazy, but Clyde edwards Hilaire's CEH. Man, I, we and we talked about him. I don't, I don't like Ceh moving forward. I just don't think the Chiefs are going to game script him to be a focal point in the offense. I think they're just going to go balls to the wall, passing moving forward. And he'll he'll get the reps and he'll have some, you know, he'll have opportunities. They're just not going to use him um, to make you know those sort of fantasy, you know, producing type uh, type plays that you kind of need. Right? So the ones in the end, you know, the, the red zone, the ones. And then the passing game to move the chains that, you know, the, the, the third and the third and longs, they're just not going to use him all that much. So um, it's unfortunate, but it's just how it is. I agree. And Miami is pretty solid against the run as well. The only running back subs that he could put in are Latavius Murray and Devin Singletary. Would you play either of those guys over CEH? Probably Latavius Murray. I mean, I just think um, again, with Taysom Hill likely move, being the QB moving forward, he seems to be getting a lot of the volume uh, and obviously Alvin Kamara is taking a hit here. So uh, Latavius Murray, if I, if I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll just, yeah. Latavius Murray. Fair enough. All right, man, let's move into uh, the veteran division here and things got a little spicy with you and I, again, I'm going to cover that in just a little bit, uh, but let's go back to last week and get the results. First, I was up in Zeke who, was 10 and uh, let's see nine and three with the number one seed coming into the week um, I was six and six basically you and I both had to get a win and had to rack up the fantasy points because I mentioned last week we had six teams that were six and six buying for that last two playoff uh, position so I was going up against the number one seed and I was up by four points heading into uh, the Tuesday game Zeke then puts up 10 so still didn't do anything because Zeke is playing terribly and so are the Cowboys but he puts up enough to get by me so Zeke gets the win 134 to 124 shout out to my man Chad congratulations my man uh he and I had a battle in last year's playoffs as well so uh we have we have kind of have a knack for this thing at the end of the season so in the spirit of good sportsmanship congratulations my man I know he's a big time listener so shouts out to Hyde and Zeke at the number one seed 10 and 3 Moving down the list here, Hawk Dolliday got a huge win over Curly. So Hawk Dolliday locks in the number two seed, 163 to 141. Lucas, looking to defend his crown from last year, gets a hiccup at the wrong time against Nosu for you. Both are at seven and six now, 128 to 75 for uh, Nosu for you. And then D. Sancado gets the win over Brady for Prez, 126 to 100. Um, Paul, our back-to-back runner-up, gets the win over the Commish, 173-116. Both teams at six and seven, so we'll have to see what happens with all these six and seven teams. And Drew Reb uh, goes um, comes up short against uh, B. Pelkey, both at four and nine in the cellar. Unfortunately, B. Pelkey gets the win though at 127 to 106. So the playoff teams are Hayden Zeke at the number one seed. Hawk Dolliday, the number two seed, both those guys on a bye waiting their opponents next week. And then we have Lucas and Stancato playing 
to see who gets to play that number one seed, which is not that exciting uh, to be, to be in that, in that position. But nonetheless, Lucas still uh, available to defend his crown. Di Stancato um, out in front already with 14 points from Robert Woods. And then we have Paul and Nosu for you in the playoffs, looking to play Hawk Dolliday next, uh, next week. So how did this all go down and what happens the rest of the way here? So basically we had a, like I said, we had a six way tie for six and six for that last playoff spot. Chris, you and I both lose. So we're in the pool with everybody else, but we had still five teams that were six and seven. So we still had a chance, but then it came down to a tiebreaker. Paul had seven total points more than I did on the season seven total points more than I did on the season he gets that sixth seed knocks me out you're knocked out as well and unfortunately you became one of the bottom four teams based on points allowed so it will be um, Drew Reb Pelkey yourself and Curly heading down to the rookie division next week. I was saved in that seventh seed, which I'm not proud of to not make the playoffs, but <laughs> remain in the veteran league. Uh, again, this came down to total points four as we had another uh, five teams in that six and seven position. Yikes, man. It was pretty rough. Um, what happened last week for you guys that kind of went limp? I mean, I had my boy Herbert put up two fantasy points against the Patriots and, uh, if I just had the goal to play Sam Darnold instead, which I will never do over Herbert, uh, I would have won the week, but I did not. And uh, therefore missed the playoffs. How about you guys? Yeah. I mean, we, we ran into the Corey Davis buzz buzzsaw last week. <laughs> so, so who would have thought that that'd be the guy that really kind of took us over? I mean, no, I mean, you know, everybody on, on, uh, on, on, Amari Cooper Cup's team played well. I mean, he had obviously had Patrick Mahomes, but he also had a great game from Cam Newton. Brandon Ayuk had a great game. He had Mike Gusecki had a great game. Corey Davis, great game. Dalvin Cook, great game. J.D. McKissick had a great game. Like, you know, we had, you know, the Miles Sanders, number one pick, absolutely screwed us. A.J. Brown rolled his ankle. He was absolutely, you know, nowhere to be found. Mike Glennon looked like he was about to put up some points, and then all of a sudden, uh, just kind of didn't show up after the uh, after his first drive of the game or second drive of the game, I should say. So, and the crazy thing is, is we really only sat Michael Gallup, but it wasn't enough to to uh, you know to make a difference. So, look, we had a decent day. We put up one sixteen, and you know we would have beaten some other guys, but unfortunately, you know playing playing a guy who scored one seventy three just ain't gonna cut it. Yep, and that's what it comes down to, man. I know that. So I know that in your home league, and I don't want to digress too much, uh, but in your home league, you guys do total points. Is that correct? So you don't necessarily yeah. do head-to-head. You do total points. Um, we've been over this on this podcast a couple of times, but it just in this conversation that I'm having right now, like, for example, I have – let's see, and you do as well. You have more points than, let's say, D Stancato, who's the fifth seed but he has one more win than you. So he's in the playoffs and you're not, I have more points than one, two, three, four playoff teams, but they're in the playoffs because they have one or two more wins than I do. And that's just how it goes Mm -hmm. when you play head to head. But if we were playing total points instead of head to head matchups, now you still play head to head, correct each week. um, And you play your best rosters and whatever, but you, you, the standings are based on total points Four. can you just give us an abridged version of what that actually means? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's kind of what it sounds like. So, 
you know, ultimately at the end of the year, your points total is what matters more than any, any head to head matchup that you ultimately come up with. So actually what ends up, what ends up happening is, is that you're, uh, you're kind of playing the field. So it's you against everybody else. So now technically, you know, we have like our own modified version of head to head, uh, but we don't go by that. So our, our standings are literally built off of the points for uh, off the guys that you play. And so it's, it's you against the, it's you against the field, which is a different way to think about, you know, your, your matchups from week to week. And so you're not necessarily thinking, Oh, okay. You know, this guy's playing this guy, you know, I'll play this guy instead because I'm projected less or I'm projected more. It's like, you know, you're just trying to field the absolute best team with as much upside or, or potentially the best floors. And that's, what's going to get you into the playoffs. And so in our league, we have 11 guys, which is kind of nice because you don't have to have an exact number 12, you know, or 10 or 14, if you're trying to get an even number, we have 11 guys and then the top eight make it. And then we, you know, top four will advance and then top two will be in the championship in week 16. Love it. I think that's a great, that's a great style. And maybe again, for the TCK listener league, we kind of switch up the league settings and the rules each year. So maybe we'll do that next year just to spice up a little bit. So recap, Dweez, Josh, Ulysses, and Jake Hare are the top four teams in the rookie league at the end of the season. Therefore they are going to move up to the veteran league next year so unfortunately b funk is eight and five as well as j care and ulysses and josh but again because of total points he is the fifth seed not the four seed we're taking the top four seeds up from the rookie league to the veteran league so they will be moving up and unfortunately we will be losing um curly commish b pelkey and drew reb into the rookie league and of course if you're in the top four next year you move back up and stuff but i think we'll just kind of keep that revolving door happening all right chris let's jump into the week 14 matchups here let's get into uh lucas and d sancato and paul and nosu for you looking at the playoff matchups here first <clears throat> lucas looking to defend his crown again he is rolling out teddy bridgewater DeAndre Swift, assuming he plays, but still not looking good with him. He had a concussion, then he had another injury, then he had a sickness. Unfortunately, we just can't get him back on the field. He does have King Henry as well. Um, Brashad Perryman, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, uh, in his first game back after a few weeks off with the COVID situation with his diabetes, CeeDee Lamb, and Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, so the first thing I noticed about Lucas's team here is that he's got green across the board for matchups. So yep. the, he, he has a very, very, very nice matchup scenario going in to the playoffs, uh, which is kind of what you need, right? So um, I think obviously the only question mark here is DeAndre Swift, but he has Adrian Peterson. So if Swift is not able to go, Adrian Peterson will be a very easy plug and play. Now he has three streaming quarterbacks. Would you play, who would you play? Pick two of these, Teddy Bridgewater, Mitch Trubisky, or Daniel Jones? I actually like the guys he's got going right now. I'm not in love with Daniel Jones coming off of an injury against Arizona. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I'd start Trubisky and, uh, and Teddy Bridgewater. Cool. Let's move on to the other side here. Uh, DeSancato already had a six from Damian Harris uh, who left that game um, with a, it looked like a kind of a back injury, a thigh situation. Do you have, do you have an update on Damian Harris by chance? No, dude, your, your guess is as good as mine. Um, not sure, actually. Yeah. I have no idea. And then Robert Woods had eight points as well. So also, uh, DeSantis rolling out uh, Deshaun Watson, Melvin Gordon, De uh, Devontae Parker, Evan Ingram, Jarvis Landry, and Derek Carr. 
Yeah, I mean, good squad overall, and I'm looking at his bench as well. I don't necessarily think I'd start anybody over who he has currently. So, obviously, some tough matchups here. A lot of a lot of reds and oranges compared to Lucas's green slate here. Uh, so, you know. And, are, and the trouble with starting on Thursday night is, I mean, if they're your best players, you got to play them. But it's mm-hmm. just such a – it's so deflating getting 14 total points from your RB2 and your wide receiver one heading into a playoff matchup where you look across the slate and you're like, well, shit, the guy's got everybody else to play and I've only put up 14. I mean, your kicker could put up 14 points, you know, know. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. and we don't play kickers in this league, but I guess my, my thought was Mark Andrews will take that, you know, he gets four or five catches for 40 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's 14 points as well. So uh, just kind of, kind of a bummer there, but obviously we'll do their best. So best of luck to Lucas and D Sancato. Let's move on to Paul, our runner up, in back-to-back seasons and no soup for you. These guys are very closely matched. Uh, we'll go with uh, Paul first. He has Patrick Mahomes, J.D. McKissick, Dalvin Cook, Chris Godwin, Robbie Anderson, Mike Kosicki, Corey Davis, and Juju Schuster in his super flex position. Sat Cam Newton for negative 0.64 points and uh, has Sam Donald as well on the bench. I mentioned those because, of course, Chris, those are the quarterbacks in super flex going with Juju over those guys. Yeah, super tight matchup here, but I love the play. Um, I normally would say definitely start the quarterback. That is my general principle. And, man, I just – Sam Darnold is just so all over the place. I just don't know that you can trust him right now. Uh, Juju likely won't see Tredavious White um, as being someone who lines up typically in the slot. So I like the Juju play this week. Uh, And then the rest of his matchups, I mean, Robbie Anderson with no DJ Moore, love that. Chris Godwin with no Mike Evans, love that. Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook, and I love the J.D. McKissick play without um, Antonio Gibson in, a, in what's normally a tough matchup against San Francisco, but I think they're going to utilize him similarly to how they utilize McKissick against Pittsburgh, which is a ton of passing work. So, uh, yeah, so I love I love, I love, his, love the team here. This is good. Ten receptions for J.D. McKissick last week, and mm-hmm. I guess my only question mark on this whole team, and again, great roster here overall for Paul Mike Kosicki's up in the air but it's tight end and he's got upside uh it's Chris Godwin and just making sure that he's 100 sure. healthy he did have some pins removed from his fingers that were implemented a few weeks ago uh he was questionable early in the week it looks like he's good to go versus Minnesota and honestly the Bucks are coming off of a bye week Tom you know Tom's got something to prove after they just got their ass kicked from um uh, Kansas City so I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens there with the Buccaneers in general but Chris Godwin I think is my only question mark on that side okay let's move on to team no for you here rolling out Taysom Hill uh, Wayne Gallman J.K. Dobbins DeAndre Hopkins Terry McLaurin Travis Kelsey Gio Bernard and Matt Stafford yeah another obviously another great team here you know Travis Kelsey I think is what the wide receiver four in the season so uh, this three games <laughs> so... in a row with 100 yards yeah, he's just looking deadly. I mean, you know, uh, obviously John Hopkins is Hopkins. And I think the only question mark here is J.K. Dobbins. It's um, interesting. The dude's a highlight machine when he gets the ball, but he never gets the ball. So this is the issue. Uh, the, t- the match was slightly tough with, with Cleveland, but um, I think that's the only question mark really I have on the uh, on the team here. Um, you know, I don't know, may- maybe you roll Giovanni Bernard into the J.K. Dobbins spot and then maybe flex Sterling Shepard you know, move, uh, against Arizona. Maybe that, that might be my only swap. I don't hate it. I think that, um, I'm not sure if it'll pick up in the recording, Chris, uh, but I think you, you cut out there just for about 10 seconds, right? When you started your take, could you just repeat the first part of what you said there? 
Yeah, can you hear me now? Is that a little, a little better? Yeah, you're good, and you came back. Um, I just think that we missed maybe the first, you know, five, ten seconds of your take there after I mentioned Travis Kelsey. Yo, can you hear me now? Is that any better? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, so basically I, w- I was only saying that I think the J.K. Dobbins scenario – uh, is the only thing that scares me just because like, you know, he, the, the dude is great. He just doesn't get a t- uh, enough volume. That's, that's pretty much I, what the, uh, the concern is. hundred percent agree. And I'm not sure that they're going to do it, but we've seen the 49ers with a three headed backfield for a couple years, but they lean Raheem Mostert when everybody's healthy, the mm-hmm. Rams want to be the 49ers, but the last two weeks they have leaned cam Akers. Uh, we even see, you know, other teams around the league have multiple backs, but they lean one guy, um, now, hopefully next year, once he's, you know, no longer a rookie or maybe even down the stretch here, J.K. Dobbins clearly is the best back for the Ravens. But they also have Lamar Jackson, which is what the other teams don't have as a running quarterback. So I think that kind of yep. changes things for the Ravens. But I agree with you, man. If we could set him loose, I think it would really, really change some mm-hmm. things there. All right. We haven't talked much about Marquise Brown. I just want to mention him really quick while we're on him. He's been on everybody's bench so far against Cleveland. They're missing Denzel Ward. But people are still not confident with him Monday night in Cleveland. Do you have any confidence in Marquise Brown right now? Yeah, the the one week I said don't start Marquise Brown is the week that he caught that fluke touchdown. And but that was he, you know yeah, but that was bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, exactly. But that's the type of shit that can happen. So it's like, do I trust him? Absolutely not. Do I like the matchup? No. But if you need him, he could. He, that could happen. You know, it's like that could happen. So. You know, and I'm pretty sure he had a fairly good game against Dallas. It's like it could happen. You know, it may, maybe they're coming alive. Maybe they're going to start using him more. Um, weird things happen, <laughs> you know, week to week. So I think that could have been a big thing because Mark Andrews was out as well. Mark Andrews is back. So I think he's going to be mm-hmm. the number one receiver there for Baltimore. Okay. It's true. Lucas, Lucas and DeSancato going, uh, going for that um, playoff win to go up against uh, – Hide and Zeke for that number one seed. And then we have Paul and Nosa for you looking to get the win to go up against Hawk Dolliday in that number two slot. Let's get into the consolation bracket, man. Let's get into uh, Curly and Brady for Prez first. Curly had 15 fantasy points already from Jared Goff in his super flex. He's also rolling out Aaron Rodgers, Kenyon Drake, David Montgomery, DK Metcalf, first mention of him so far, uh, Deontay Johnson, Dallas Goddard, and Latavius Murray. Yeah, good squad here. I don't, I don't, you know, really nothing I can say. Uh, he did have Cam Akers on his bench, which kind of sucks, but he is seeding CEH, which I, you know, recommend. Actually, this is funny. We talked about CEH, Latavius Murray, and the other side of it. Um, he's playing Latavius Murray instead of CEH. So there you go, as far as people who are looking for that kind of answer. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, good squad at the top here. I mean, you got Rodgers, Drake, Montgomery, Metcalf. I mean, no, no complaints there. Totally agree. And, and having, having Akers on your bench is a bummer, but reality is, pre-week nobody expected him to have 194 total yards first of all which is the most against uh bill belichick ever but um we also maybe you know david montgomery's a must at this point and frankly Kenyon drake versus the giants i feel better pre-game than um cam Akers versus the uh patriots so i think it hurts to have it backfire on you but i think that's the right decision going into the week moving forward with brady for prez kyler murray Todd Gurley, Austin Eckler, Brandon Cooks, assuming he plays, Mike Williams, Eric Ebron, Amari Cooper, and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Um, I I don't really have a ton to say outside of Todd Gurley. He's kind of iffy there. Um, I'd probably start Antonio Brown 
in place of Brandon Cooks. I'm not 100% sure he's playing, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not not in love with the team, but I understand why he's got you know the people he has in, in these spots. I agree. And unfortunately, Antonio Gibson, of course, out. So we would have had him in as right. well there. He also has Debo Samuel, which again, I had, you know, put a put a vouch out there for, but going up against Washington, third against uh, wide receivers. So it's not a great matchup, but he gets most of his work behind the line of scrimmage, which allows him to get open. So I think that they're rolling out both their best squads that they can there. All right, Chris, let's go into the marquee matchup of the consolation bracket here. <laughs> TCK pod up against the commission. Of course, we meet in the first round of the consolation bracket, just as a extra kind of slap in the face here for uh, not making the playoffs. Um, I'm going to go with Tannehill, Chubb, Mostert, Ridley without Julio. I would play Ridley uh, anyway, obviously, but without Julio there, Devonte Adams, Anthony Ferkser, Curtis Samuel, and I'm going to roll back out my man, Justin Herbert. Nobody on the bench. I mean, I do have Kareem Hunt. I have Kiki QT. Was thinking about Tyler Boyd, um, Michael Pittman. I do have some options on the bench, but I think I'm rolling out the team I feel most confident with. I'm not excited about Anthony Ferkser. Uh, I may have to stream a, another tight end there, but otherwise I feel like I've got my best squad. Um, just for sake of conversation, any changes you would make personally in case, not necessarily to my roster, but uh, just the guys I have on my bench versus the guys I have in. Is there anybody you would swap out just in case anyone's listening with the same start set questions? No, I think I think you have a great squad. I mean, if you want to, you know, I heard Joe Mixon might come back. Maybe you want to slide Joe Mixon into one of those spots. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, Eric's Eric's uh, and the commission pot is, is bullshit about just the whole uh, he basically stacked Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders. So for those of Loving you that. Yeah. So for those of you who want to, you know, bask in, in pain, there you go. That's what that's Eric's season in a nutshell. Oh, that's rough. Thankfully, I generally stacked like took the chance on Dalvin cook in a bunch of leagues took the chance on Nick Chubb late mm -hmm. when people were faded him and uh that's that's obviously worked out there all right and then on the other side Chris you're rolling out Matt Ryan uh Miles Sanders Chris Carson AJ Brown Michael Thomas TJ Hawkinson Cole Beasley and Tom Brady and again your bench uh there's nobody I would swap in uh, that you don't already have in. So I also like your squad. Is there anybody, I mean, Miles Sanders against the Saints, I straight up don't like at all, uh, but you can't play anybody else over him. The rest of your squad, I like a lot. Any question marks on your side there? No, I mean, I, you know, obviously I'm not in love with the matchup uh, Cole Beasley has against Pittsburgh. And the only other guy that I would start there is Michael Gallup, who's been kind of on fire, but these guys I feel like are like two of the same kind of wide receiver in a sense. Like, you know, they're, they're kind of that, secondary third option uh for their quarterbacks mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna dive into the the match that cole beasley has against pittsburgh and try to figure out you know who's on him and, and what kind of scheme they might end up playing not in love with it but he could be the recipient of you know some some extra yardage via broken down plays from josh Absolutely. allen so so that could that could be the case um but that's the only only situation i'm contemplating the rest of the rest of the guys i have i just I can't sit him. There's nobody else I feel more comfortable with. Like I hate the Miles Sanders matchup, but I have to start him. It's just, it sucks, but you know, that's what you got to do. I totally agree. Cole, uh, Cole Beasley is going to be fine. He's a PPR monster. He's gotten the work. John Brown's mm -hmm. out. He's been fine since then. Also Pittsburgh has had four really tough, um, 
injuries lately, uh, including Joe Hayden, uh, who probably would see some Cole Beasley, but he's banged up. Even if he plays, he's not 100%. And Cole Beasley is a route runner, I think, just mm-hmm. kind of destroys him in general. And you already talked about uh, Josh Allen there and, of course, Stephon Diggs. Okay, man. Um, I want to uh, I want to wallow in our misery just for one extra second and try to come up with as many excuses as we can as to why we didn't make the playoffs. Um, it's all injury related, of course. Uh, I'm going to go through my team really quick. Uh, Nick Chubb out for five weeks. Raheem Mostert out for five weeks. Devonta Adam out for two weeks. Calvin Ridley out for two weeks. Missed another three games. Um, I don't even know who my tight end was to start the season, but clearly it wasn't Anthony Ferkser. So that was a, that was a situation. Justin Herbert basically has saved my team all season long, which is great. And then on the back end there, um, the rest of my uh, bench has been a pretty good streaming squad. So it's okay. But basically like four of my top five picks were injured for three, four, five weeks of the season, uh, which obviously really hurt me trying to piece teams together. Chris, how uh, how about on your side? I know that obviously Chris Carson was tough. A.J. Brown missed time. Michael Thomas missed pretty much the entire season. Cole Beasley wasn't Cole Beasley until recently. The quarterbacks have been kind of revolving with Matt Ryan hitting the fan. Um, Tom Brady up and down. Michael Gallup not being what everybody thought he was going to be. Uh, just kind of want to reflect on these teams really quickly before we uh, get out of the uh, TCK listener league conversation mm. for our two squads this year. Yeah, dude, it's a sad, it's a sad time not making the playoffs. Uh, for those of you who didn't make the playoffs listening to this, uh, you know, we feel your pain here. Uh, you know, what's crazy, dude, before I go into my team, I've made the playoffs in every other league, but the same. So, so did I'm I six, actually, yeah, so did I. <laughs> yeah, I'm six of seven. I'm six of seven in, in my other leagues, including the home leagues. So, you know, that's funny. I am too. I am too. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, yeah, dude, this is, this, this team in particular just happened to be the most mediocre team I had. So what I mean by that is, is that all the guys that I picked up, they played well under average based on what I thought was going to happen. Like, and it just <laughs> happened to be, it just happened to be the perfect storm of picks. Like my, my top two picks, Michael Thomas and Miles Sanders just did not pan out in the slightest. Like neither of the two guys, they were either injured or when they did play just couldn't get, going for multiple weeks at a time and it just cost me wins at the end of the season like I know everyone battled injuries like Saquon Barkley was out and you know CMC was basically not there for most of the season but like when you have multiple picks go down it's just like you it's so hard to overcome throughout the duration of the season so and then Chris Carson was out for you know a good amount of time and AJ Brown was hurt for some time then AJ Brown ended up picking it up but like he can't overcome not you know no Michael Thomas Yep. no Miles Sanders. And then of course, you know, the, the Matt Ryan pick and the Tom Brady pick, like they've been average at best, but like in order to make the playoffs, you need above average. And that just wasn't, wasn't the team this year. So it is what it is. Well, and, and I can't imagine, and I don't remember who you drafted necessarily, but 13 weeks later, I can't imagine you drafted maybe anyone currently on your bench, Michael Glennon, uh, Frank Gore, no. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Jalen Richard. Anthony Miller, Michael Gallup, I, I believe you did draft. I can't imagine unless you picked no, them up. No, actually, I actually just picked no, I just picked them up, actually. I, I picked up, it's funny, I picked up Cole Beasley and Michael Gallup. That's okay. those two guys. Yeah, those two guys I picked up. It's like maybe been, I drafted Gallup. I feel like I you probably might have. drafted. <laughs> and yeah, you I might have. Frustrated you got and dropped him. That, that's yeah. 
yeah. and uh, and Austin Hooper, of course, as well. And look, I ha- we didn't even talk about Joe Mixon on my team. I mm-hmm. drafted Joe Mixon. You and I kind of went at it, you know, uh, tongue in cheek over the summer about Joe Mixon. And basically my whole thing with this league, and I will do it forever in the TCK league just because no matter what and the value, I'm picking my guys in this particular league. So I picked Devontae Adams in the first round. I had to do that. I passed on some big running backs to get my guy just because I went with Joe Mixon right after that on the turn just to make sure I had him. And uh, look, Joe Mixon backfired, um, unfortunately. But again, um, you know, just literally seven points away from making the playoffs, (laughs) unfortunately. And I think my team is pretty solid uh, heading in. So anyway, I digress. I just wanted to, uh, to, to, complain a little bit longer while we had the chance because uh unfortunately we were out but i do want to throw um a huge shout out to this league uh chris and i know that you've had a really good time coming on the podcast talking each week also though i I, look it's a big deal man chris and i take this very seriously we have our own podcast blah 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 and um you know some of the guys in the league have kind of reached out to me like oh commish you're not in what's up you know give me some (laughs) shit which i which i appreciate like that's why we do the league and look this is fair man i'm I'm literally out by seven points. Like it's real, real tough. But the reality is I run this TCK listener league for the podcast listeners and supporters so that you all have something to do and I can help kind of be a part of that. So as much of it, a bummer as it is that I'm not participating in the playoffs, I'm actually like somewhat kind of like stoked and proud that like (laughs) the (laughs) listeners are, are ahead of me. I don't know if you would feel like that in your league necessarily. I know that, uh, you know, you guys, again, I think are one of the top seeds in your leagues. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, I just feel good. And I just want to congratulate everybody in the league. Uh, Hayden Zeke, Hawk Dolliday, Nosa for you, Lucas, D. Sancato, and Paul uh, making the playoffs in this league. Congratulations to you guys um, for doing the work. And of course, in the uh, in the rookie league as well. It's the first year we had done two leagues. And um, that league has been very competitive as well. And again, other than Shep, and not to throw him under the bus, but he's at 2-11 with the worst record. But if you look at his team, we've said this like four weeks in a row, his team on paper is very, very good, but he had Michael Thomas as well. He had quarterbacks go down. He had running backs go down. He just hit the injury bug and there's nothing you can do, but everybody else very competitive here. So again, congratulations to Dweez, Josh, Ulysses, J-Care, B-Funk, and Megatron all the way out in the UK. Shouts out to my girl, Megan, huge support of the podcast. We appreciate you so much and everybody else. Um, Follow it out. Make sure you're competing the rest of the season here and certainly reapply for next year's leagues. And uh, we'll have the TCK Listener League applications up again come summer for any new listeners that want to participate next year. Chris, man, it's always a pleasure having you on. We appreciate you. We've been doing this every single week. I'm sure the TCK Potters have all your content already, but just in case they don't or they're new, please remind everybody where they can find your stuff. Yes, sir, man. Always a pleasure. I appreciate everyone tuning in and, and, you know, obviously checking out our our takes uh, with regards to everyone's teams. And hopefully, you know, we've been able to provide a bit of value, not just to the leagues, but of course, to people that listen to the TCK pod team. So, uh, yeah. So in any case, uh, if anybody wants to check out our podcast, it's the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast over on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere you get your podcast, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Um, you can go check us out there. And of course, uh, over on our social media handles at the Commission FFP on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, which gets out on our website, we've got new articles up, we got videos and go cop yourself a subscription to our newsletter, the playbook. It's free, comes out every Tuesday. 
And we are grinding hard over the next couple of weeks to get you the best possible content moving into the fantasy season. Uh, I'll make one note. We did, we have a sort of special collab project. We've been working with Sky and Lucas on called the True Strength of Schedule. And we have the link up uh, on the Commission website. And I believe also on the TCK website. Um, so we'll tweet this out over on our, our Twitter handle, but basically it'll show you the true, the true strength of schedule moving into the playoffs. And it's broken down by every position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. So you know going into the matchup that if Yahoo and ESPN are telling you one thing, go check out this, this, uh, this graph basically, and it'll tell you whether or not they're accurate or not. And spoiler alert, they're not as accurate as you think that they should be. So um so anyways, you'll find all that type of content inside the playbook and, and Sky, you know, obviously appreciate you and Lucas's help with that type of project. And there's more to it. Like we're, we're going to talk more in the off season about what that particular true strength of schedule means moving into redraft for 2021. Absolutely, man. Great plug. I appreciate that. It's a huge tool. And look, listeners, like we use that tool weekly as well. We're not just putting it together. I hound the guys every week to make sure our updated stats mm-hmm. are in there from each division because I use that tool for my personal teams and it has helped me make decisions like sitting Robert Woods in my first round of my playoffs against the Patriots because of how much Stefan Gilmore can do damage and we saw that on Thursday night so appreciate you Chris always a pleasure we will be back on for the rest of the fantasy football playoffs every single Friday appreciate you loves out to you and the boys uh, hope all the health is good out there and I know the upper east coast is uh, starting to get hit pretty hard with the COVID stuff. So wishing you all the best. Um, stay self, stay healthy, hydrated, and rested. And uh, we'll be back with you next Friday. TCK Potters, give us a five-star review and any comments you would like wherever you're listening to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. And of course, you can go find all of our links, articles, and the true strength of schedule at tckpod.com. Go get yourself a free playbook from the Commission FFP. It is free. Drops every Tuesday. I have it myself. It's absolutely fantastic. Big ups to you guys, Chris. Always a pleasure. Episode 325, excuse me, in the books. For Chris Benavides and the entire Commission Fantasy Football Podcast crew, I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.